What's up, Fire Dogs? Welcome to Coffee Break. This is episode number four. Today, I talk with Keith Collins. He works at Fort Huachuca Fire Department in Arizona. Today, we talk about firefighter fitness. Keith, thanks for joining us. Can you tell us where you're from and where you work? Sure. Uh, well, I'm from uh, Columbus, Ohio. I work uh, for Fort Huachuca Fire Department in uh, in, in uh, Sierra Vista, Arizona. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. So we, we were talking a little bit before we hit record. We're talking about firefighter health and fitness. What are your thoughts on that? Um, well, uh, so firefighter health is, uh, that's a pretty wellness health. Uh, it's a pretty broad brush to paint with. You know, I, I like to focus on the things that we can manage ourselves. Um, we have a, a very high risk in our, our business of, uh, cancer, heart disease, diabetes, things of that nature. Um, CDC uh, did a study uh, 2014. They assessed 28 different professions um, and protective services, which, you know, fire, police, EMS, um, it had the highest ring, uh, highest risk of obesity among those 28 different professions. Um, and, That's a pretty uh, crazy we, statistic, man. Yeah. What, what is it about? What is it about those those career fields that that you know, make people obese, I guess, or, or unhealthy? Um, you know, that's a very good question. It, maybe, um, maybe, the, maybe the hours, maybe the stress. Yeah, it could be. Uh, it could be, uh, you know, after I got out of the military, I, I did work for a, a brief period of time in the private sector, um, in, in EMS and fire service, um, before I started working for the DOD again. And, um, you know, when you're running call after call, um, it's, uh, it, it does get a lot easier to, you know, Hey, we're just going to go pick up fast food. Cause it's the only thing that we have to eat. You know, you got the sleep deprivation, um, that causes you to want to eat more. Um, and then, you know, you're just not a lot of times, uh, you're not prepared, you know, um, habit defines us. Right. So, um, yeah, I think that that contributes significantly to to those issues. Yeah, maybe that time spent on calls or the the time not sleeping, right. you neglect you neglect fitness a right. little bit. Maybe yeah. neglect the way you eat. Right. We've all been there where we've been sleep deprived, and you just want to sleep. You want to eat whatever you can, and I guess chronically that'll that'll cause problems over a period of time. Yeah, absolutely. Could be, of course. I'm no scientist, and I haven't seen the studies, but. I guess just thinking about it, that's, that'd be my take on it. Right. Exactly. What do you think about firefighter assessments? Um, yeah. So, you know, uh, I've been, I've been in the fire, fire service for a long, long time. Uh, most of my, most of my adult life. Um, and I've worked for several different agencies. Like I said, I, I work civilian side, uh, um, and, and I'm a civilian now, but for the DOD, um, and, uh, you know, some departments, um, they have a tough time even, even meeting the, the NFPA standard, you know, 1582 and 1583, um, for firefighter physical health assessments. Um, and I think those are important to be, to be met, you know, um, firefighters, uh, in, in the course of their job will, uh, exert, 
uh, roughly about 12 METs, uh, METs. So that's metabolic equivalent tasks. Um, and to, to give you a reference of, of what that means, um, so eight METs is about what you would expend uh, playing recreational football, you know, throwing a ball around with your buddies. Uh, you're going to use about 10, 10.7 uh, on a treadmill running at six and a half miles an hour. So that should give you some kind of idea uh, of the level of exertion in this profession. Um, I like to think of firefighters as industrial athletes. Uh, and, if, and if you're not thinking about yourself in terms of being an athlete, uh, I think it's, it's really important to start putting yourself in that mind frame, um, being prepared for that, because uh, honestly, not being physically fit, not having the correct assessments, you know, like we were just discussing, that's, that's part of what leads to that, those heart attacks, that heart disease. Um, and physical fitness within itself is uh, commonly seen as a uh, as an aid to reducing risks for cancer and diabetes and, and other uh, health issues. So um, to me, it's it's a whole person concept. Uh, you know, getting that getting those assessments done and, and getting them done adequately. So we, we talked about this a little bit in an episode, episode number 17, I believe. Anyways, we talked a lot about fitness. Why are fire departments not adhering to 1582-83? What is it about? Because all everything that you just said, why would anybody not want to not want to adhere to that? Why would anybody not want to be healthy? Why would anybody not want their firefighters to be healthy? Why are firefighters or fire departments not adhering to 1582 and not doing occupational assessments on firefighters? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, so I think part of it, I think the biggest part of it is, is probably fear. Uh, people are afraid that they're going to lose their jobs or that they're going to lose firefighters um, by, by making them push that envelope, um, by making them get into that level of discomfort that's needed. Um, you know, if, if you're, if you're going to grow, if you're going to change, if you're going to improve, you have to be willing to face that discomfort. Um, and, I, and that goes for everything across the board, not just fitness. Uh, you know, it goes for becoming a better firefighter in general, uh, becoming a better professional in general. You have to find that, that level, uh, face that discomfort. But, um, you know, again, people are afraid that they're going to lose their job. Um, I think those people have a misunderstanding of the intent of 1582 and 1583. 1583 says specifically that it's not supposed to be punitive, right? Uh, meaning uh, there's not supposed to be any kind of repercussions. In my view, the idea behind it is you take this firefighter who is not healthy, um, who's, you know, got a room for improvement, and you give him or her a goal, and you say, Okay, you're here. We need you to get here. And when you do that, you reduce those those other risks, those other issues that we were talking about, the cancer, the heart disease, the diabetes. When you avoid providing those proper assessments, that's when those risks start to come compound because now firefighters don't have the resources that they need in order to to be healthy and to to 
to get to retirement, you know, or to, to live healthily and happy, happily into retirement. So just to clarify for the listeners, what's your position where you work? Are you a floor firefighter, right? Um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a Lieutenant. Um, yeah. so, uh, and I don't want to take away from what I, I know that you, you obviously you sound well read on it, but just so our listeners are clear, you know, he's not a health and safety officer, but th- this no, is just an informed opinion. Uh, yeah. So. Well, so I, I, I have a, I have a master's degree in public health. Well, there you go. Right there. So <laughs> that, that, that's, uh, uh, that's this, qualified so firefighter, enough. Firefighter health and wellness was my, uh, basically what I wrote my thesis on. Awesome. Um, so yeah, but you're right. I'm not a safety officer. Um, I'm not a a health officer. Uh, I'm a company officer. Um, but you know, this is something, um, that I consider myself, I guess, a bit of an expert on. And, And to me, being an expert just means something that you stay continually engaged in. Uh, you, you continue to read and learn and, and, and discuss. Certainly. Yeah. And you don't have to be a health and safety officer to have a vested interest in your fire department or your firefighters, right? Even as a crew level leader, you should know about these things and you should be concerned. We're not concerned, but you should care for your, your firefighters, you know, your peers and your subordinates and even your leaders and want everybody to be better. Right. Yeah. I mean, to me, everything starts at the individual level. Uh, you know, it starts with individual accountability. Um, so, you know, thinking, thinking on that level, you know, what can I do to get better? Right. And then how do I, you know, share that with, you know, my teammates? Um, Yeah. You, you make a good point that you kind of have to set the example. You can't go around saying, Hey, you should do X, Y, and Z. Maybe you should do X, Y, and Z. And then then go tell people. So you got a little credibility behind it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Lead, lead by example. Yeah, sure. Do you guys do fitness assessments in your department? Um, yeah, well, we have our annual physical, um, and then we do, um, a, uh, since we're in the, the West in, in, uh, Arizona, we do, uh, the pack test. Mm -hmm. Um, so, uh, that's, that's, been designed by um, the Forestry Service to measure firefighter uh, uh, fitness uh, capability for for wildland firefighting. So it's it's um, it's not the same. Um, honest, you know, my, my, I would I would love to see us actually do the traditional um, 1582 or 1583 assessment. Um, but uh, we we do have uh, an evaluation here, yes. Yeah, well, maybe eventually. And I know the Air Force is steering in that direction. They're, they're you know, I, I know you, um, you know, you don't fall under that. But eventually, the Air Force will be there, and maybe that'll drive the rest of the DoD to follow suit. There'll be there'll be fitness assessments for both military and civilian uh, across the enterprise. And yeah. it'll be firefighter specific, obviously military already participate in something, but uh, right. it'll be, it'll be firefighter specific where you have to do tasks that mimic, you know, what you do on a fire ground. So it's, yeah. it's in the, it's in the future. So. Oh yeah. I'm, well, I mean, I have some, some thoughts on how we could um, achieve those uh, assessments it, across the, the DOD. Um, so here at the art within the army, 
uh, we have what's called the Army Wellness Center. And the, the Army Wellness Center actually does pretty much all of the assessments that are required within 1582. Um, so for that, for us, it's just a matter of, um, you know, maybe making uh, a an MFR or something to that effect, you know, making a, an agreement really um, and, uh, and working together to get that accomplished. Um, and then, uh, you know, for the Air Force, uh, it's been, um, it's been about eight years since I worked for the Air Force, but uh, I imagine either within your occupational health uh, area or within your MWR, you probably have access to, uh, you know, personal trainers or, or dietitians or, um, you know, people who medical professionals who, who can provide those, those assessments. Um, so again, it's just a matter of, of making those agreements. Um, you know, uh, we had talked offline before you hit record about, uh, you know, one of the complications that we have, which is the shift work, right? Uh, where I'm at, we, we work a 4872. Some departments work 4848 or 2424. You know, 1582 requires that you uh, have a, a peer fitness trainer, right? And that's not always the easiest thing to do when you have rotating shifts to have a continuous person available to, to train your firefighters or to, to keep them on track. Um, you know, to me, you kind of have to look outside of that box and go, okay, well, we can't necessarily have a peer fitness trainer for every shift, but maybe we can have a fitness trainer, um, at, you know, the, uh, the gym on post or something that can work with us to, to meet these goals for our, our firefighters. Yeah, certainly, man. Uh, great points, Keith. I appreciate you talking to me today. Do you have Thank anything you. else before we finish up? Um, no. Cool. Well, so. yeah, man. Thanks again. All the boxes. No, a lot of great information. I appreciate you sharing. It's awesome to hear, you know, insights from you know, people across the DOD, firefighters across the DOD, and obviously a guy with a master's degree who did a thesis on on a health and safety related topic. Yeah. So yeah. I appreciate your time, Keith. Thank you. Thank right. you.